Hello, Internet. You're listening to the In Your House Comedy Podcast with the Babyface and his fellow funny friend. Now hold on to your butts. Keep your arms and legs inside the podcast at all times. Prepare to have an autographical orgasm in three, two, two, one. one. So how are you doing, Luke, man, anyway? How are you? I'm good, brother, man. Passing through, but bless the podcast. I know. What's up? <laughs> First ever guest, honoured. It's always weird, isn't it, when you got a camera straight? Like, as soon as you whack the camera, it's like, oh, I don't know how to act. My arms down. I'm going to go here. No, I'm fine, you know. <laughs> I do. I, that's what I'm saying every time. Um, so, yeah, man, I know you've got a few things coming at the moment then. Yeah. Could have seen just... Yeah, um, so, just, I'm just towards the end, of my, I've just done my, finished my first year in comedy, and uh, just been sort of putting the mileage in on the road, basically, writing more material, just trying to, you know, um, progress a little bit, and as I said, just sort of learn the craft. Um, I've done some good shows recently. Um, I did opens at um, ROFL in Stoke, and I also did. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. I also that. did Hot Water in Liverpool, and then I've got a few other good ones coming up as well, which I know I'll put information about on the internet soon. We will put information on the description and stuff too. Everything will be on there. Um, in October, um, for the Birmingham Comedy Festival, um, October 10th at the Church and in the Jewelry Quarter. Uh, um, good venue. Yes, I like that venue, yeah. Yeah. Not nice venue. Nice. Um, Michael Harris, I need that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, me, Shamsaman, and Sa- Sachin Kumar Endren are putting on a um, comedy special for the Birmingham Comedy Festival. Um, absolute culture smash. The name was a bit random. It was more so we heard you get an A in it, you get in the beginning of the book, and I was getting the application <laughs> to the last minute. So, um, was it just one of them? Just like you, got, you came with a name, just stuck predominantly. Well, no, we, we had a few names that were going on, and Sham was leaning more towards one, me towards another. I was filling in the what application. I got a name. Um, I think it was awesome comedy smash. I thought that's, that's all right. It wasn't like, I thought it was more yeah. generic, I don't know, I thought yeah, co- yeah, culture yeah. smash, like we smash your culture, I don't know. <laughs> I, like I, like, so yeah. I liked yeah. the... <laughs> uh, and it's you, Sa- um, me, Sachin. Me, Sachin Kumar, Andrew, and Shams a man. So yeah. um, me and Sachin, I think we'll do a half an hour each. I'm just going to tie together some of the material that I've worked on, and then plus some new bits as well, and just tie it in with a sort of cohesive theme. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to Edinburgh or anything. Like I feel a bit too green for that, so I'm yeah. maybe going to wait a year or two, and then um, just sort of build my repertoire a bit more. Because when I do go down, you know, I've, I don't expect that you know I'll kill and you know like take over the world from going there the first time. Well, I mean, sorry, me and you are on the same kind of level in that sense, so because I've been doing it now about, I was about like three or four months behind you, so what you're saying about, you know, you feel, you don't want to do it yet because you're too green, I'm the same in that, like, that's why I'm not too big of a fan of taking pay gigs at the moment, because I want to, I want to do that when I'm good and ready, you know, I don't want to jump in that straight away, yeah. Yeah, well, sometimes, even if you do get an opportunity to do something and you know that it's, like, beyond your skill level, sometimes, unfortunately, it is... Sometimes it's great to take a risk. Like, I've taken yeah, risks yeah. and paid up, but then there are other ones where you will be out of your depth, and that might be an opportunity that in the future, like, that's wasted, because it was like, yo, yeah, yeah. that situation, you know, went viral or something of that nature. 
and just for experience as well more than anything sometimes the best experience is falling on your ass definitely yeah. well b- bombing was a, um a, an interesting part of <laughs> like the, of, of getting into comedy because I was always into stand-up from when I was younger and I'd read a lot of stand-up comedians or autobiographies and they always talked about it sort of as like baptism yeah, by yeah. fire and they're like you need to go there you need to just let yourself die on the stage obviously you want to try and be good don't go there and be <laughs> yeah, shit yeah, yeah. on purpose that's not the point but the point is when that's happening to you that it doesn't break you're like you can just handle it and you're just like yeah I'll go back out tomorrow I'll go and do another set now that's what you need to do as well and uh, yeah you need that thickening of the skin and I'm still early days in and I've only had you know I've only had the tip of the iceberg of that like, yeah yeah I have I have bombed and I've not had anything astronomical people like get off the stage I can imagine you being someone like me that kind of I mean yeah it sucks bombing of course you don't want to bomb mm. but when you do you Kind of fun though as well sometimes. I have a weird enjoyability out of it. I can't help it. It's like, uh, when you get that noise when like you're saying something, people are like, oh, or that noise, you know, oh, I love that noise. Well, um, some of the times when I've bombed, I was, it was like, I don't know, just my material may not have been right for the audience. Other times, which I've looked back on retrospectively, I can see where my performance was different compared to other gigs, the energy I was bringing, how I said certain words, how I delivered certain jokes. So, like, being quite critical of myself, not to the point where, you know, I'm tearing myself apart, but where I'm just watching notes and I'm like, this joke went well this time when I delivered it like this, when I said it with this kind of charisma, this kind of body language. Some people don't need to do that because just they're, they're, it's already like that's the thing they've got and maybe they need jokes, do you know what I mean? But yeah. they've got that element of themselves and other people, like the showmanship element is something that you need to work on, like myself. Yeah, well, that's surprising me to be fair because you always come across as quite confident on stage, so, you know. I am quite But confident. it's different, I suppose, in showmanship, isn't it? It's like, uh, yeah, 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 it's different because yeah. I am confident, but there's a difference between confident and learning little interaction tricks with the audience to yeah, get them to engage with you in the way that you want yeah. them to. So you can get them to engage with you in a way that they might dislike me. I'm like, yeah, this guy's an asshole. We're already, we're already <laughs> on board with that or whatever. But it's like, I need him to think of you homie, man. Come, come along with me on this comedy journey, please. Yeah, yeah, I hear you, man. That kind of comes in perfectly to the next bit we're going to talk about anyway, like you. Um, yeah, so what kind of comedy influences would you say you have? Who's some of your top people, you know, comedian-wise, or anything funny, funny people? Um, I've, I've been into comedy since I was young. Um, I think my dad was always into comedy as well. So I grew up listening to, like, Eddie Murphy and Richard Pryor oh, and yeah. stuff. And then um, when I got older, when I was just working out and stuff, when I used to have uh, stand-up comedy albums on my iPod, and I'd have my iPod on shuffle, and in between a song, I'd get a joke. <laughs> and I used to write a lot as well, like creative writing and that sort of stuff. So stand-up comedy sort of influenced the way I think and my think decision-making process. Process that's probably not a good thing, but like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like I was, no, thinking, I, I, was, I was thinking of everything as a joke all along. People are telling me the most serious trouble. <laughs> Sounds like a good way to deal with life, to be like, honest. Mm, where is the punchline in this? Mm, he's dead, you say. Mm. <laughs> I hear you completely. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, they say, isn't it? You can either laugh or cry at most things. Very true. One of my favourite fucking things in comedy ever, Richard Pryor, he's got a bit about it when he was addicted to crack and he set himself on fire smoking crack. And he later oh, no, revealed okay. in his autobiography that he was trying to kill himself when he did this, even though he made a joke about it. And I was like, no, I thought I'd be like, 
the worst news story ever. And it was like, oh, crazy Richard Pryor set himself on fire with his crack pipe. And so I grew up listening to like that school of comedy. Do you know what I mean? And Brit- yeah, yeah. British comedy is different, and there's great people and yeah, great craftsmen in it. Yeah. Just in terms of the subject matter, mm. and I was like, "Whoa, this dude's crazy, man!" <laughs> like, so I was like, "I always loved that, like this unpredictable character." Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, like you said as well, the British scene is very different than the American scene. I've noticed that as well. But in Brit- the nicest way. Yeah, no, but Brit- British humour as well is known around the world for yeah. being the most, some of the most intelligent That's humor. what I was about to say, yeah. And, and that's, that's what England has over it. Or about yeah. Amer- Americans sometimes have to hit the nail on the head. Yeah, British yeah. comedy can move around that and come at things from really different sort of nuanced angles sometimes. Yeah, and yeah. With a lot of subtlety and... Um, and uh, let's say like in Peach or something like that, like embarrassment comedy, a level of satire where things are like so awkward, like I don't <laughs> want to look at the screen. I'd, I'd, I'd die if that was me. I'd just kill myself. <laughs> and Americans, what they don't, they don't, don't seem to get that humour. Yeah, yeah. That's why when shows translate over, instead of our ones where the laugh is like awkward within the room, they have to have a laugh that's on on the beat, like boom, boom, tsh. Everyone's like, oh, there was yeah, going to yeah. be a joke here. This There's no weirdness about it, yeah, it's the, just A to B. Yeah, yeah, A yeah. to B. No, I hear you, but like, a, a lot of my influence more, like, um, before I got into comedy, was like, uh, films and stuff like that, like Martin Lawrence, people like that, you know, they were just funny in films. But then, when I started, I went through everyone, to be fair, I was just watching everyone, like, I, lo- I, I love Martin Lawrence. I love uh, his You So Crazy, which is his famous stand-up from like the early 90s and stuff, in maybe 94. And SNL as well. I, I never got into SNL. Like, I, oh, really? I, I never got into much sketch stuff. Like, a, lot of, a lot of sketch shows have been very popular in England and America. There's been channel, you know, like Saturday Night Live, Monty Python, yeah, Little yeah. Britain. There's been so many things that have taken off. And I understand how that. To be fair, it's Chappelle show. I was, I was in the <laughs> yeah, show. I was yeah, yeah. Think of that one. And I was like, I wonder if that culturally related more to me because I'm. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Is it all just a coincidence? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so um, yeah, just maybe because. Um, so yeah, I grew up. I grew up listening to a lot more black American comedy. Yeah. But then when I was older, like George Carlin and David Cross and Dennis Leary, um, Bill Hicks, Louis C.K., those sort of people, and it was like more philosophical kind of comedy. And also, I think I got influenced very much by both sides of that. I think I always liked the attitude of the black comedy because, like, there was no like more depth of the philosophical as well the, the, it was more so the stage presence like Bernie Mac um, was, Bernie one, Mac, was yeah. one of my favourites ever and it was just his stage presence one of those people that just died out of nowhere that you didn't know about well yeah, you know yeah I think yeah um, he, he was I watched an interview about that recently and said mm. he was working himself to death and he had various health illnesses that could have been you know prevented yeah, uh, yeah. but but he was just his contract his uh, contracted work hours he just stuck to the crime I can imagine that, yeah. He's just come across like that kind of person. Yeah, but when, when he used to come on stage, he'd say, I ain't scared of none of you motherfuckers. And I was like, I used to love that shit. Like, and I was like, oh shit, he's not scared of us. And I was like, me as like, you know, a big rubber guy. I, I don't feel I can do that in like the fucking the, like, venues. That I mean, like, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> like, I like, Buster, I, like, I want to be like Buster Rhymes, but, like, <laughs> but I'm not allowed. It's, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? like, it's like, um, 
a lot of a lot of comics say that, isn't it? That at the beginning is the hardest time because you haven't got that trust. Now, like when you're established, you can you walk into a room and you've already got that trust yeah. straight away. Do they know? Will, do they know? Will, will they know who you are? Like I'm going to see yeah. this guy. Like I love Don Stanhope, but he's one of those guys. Oh like, yeah, if does someone so. was saying that stuff in a random bar, people would be appalled. <laughs> yeah. Don Stanhope, he's a certified legend. I'm just like, I've come to see that. I've paid specifically to see this man say those sorts of things. And um, just uh, talk about those subjects that a lot of people just don't want to be gay. It's fair enough. They're afraid to. More so, if comedy is just... Cause oh, you mean comics? No, no, about the audience. Okay. I think because I've, I've spoken with a lot of promoters about this, some of the people, it's just their Friday or Saturday night entertainment. They want to get away from the troubles yeah. of the world. You and then they've it. come to this person who's brought this hurricane <laughs> of worldly problems. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, you can see it. Can see, I'm like, yeah. you know what I mean? And if they're sensitive to the ills of the world, which some people are, and they have all right to be, then, do you know what I mean? Yeah, that, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, my God, the plight of the world. Yeah. And probably, as a lot of comics, we're already thinking about all that stuff all the time anyway, do you know what I mean? So it's just like, who did yeah, you see a yeah, scan yeah. of my brain? Like, bad thing, bad thing. Is there any material in there? Bad thing. I said, even if it happens to me, I said, I said to my pops, I was like, yo, if I ever get, got killed, I would die. And someone made a really Why funny joke about it. No, it's about <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I got murdered, if I got, if I got murdered, or if I died, but someone made a really funny joke about that, I would be okay with that, and I would want you not to kick off. And he was like, "Oh, fucking yeah, kill yeah. himself!" <laughs> and I was like, "I'm telling you from not beyond the grave. I'm telling you pre-grave." That if I die in some hilarious circumstances and someone has got something funny to say about it, it better make that joke. Yes, just let them have it, man. Because I want to, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I hear you completely. Like, I'm you know, down with that, yeah, myself. I was yeah. like, I couldn't be a hypocrite, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, like, I, oh, I, I would rather yeah, to be plugged all over YouTube or whatever, just put everywhere, than be all sad in a church. Yeah, it doesn't sound very good. Actually, I think. Like, they can have both, they can have both. The look, I reckon my wake will be popping. Like, yo, <laughs> yeah, free bar, that's the main thing you need. As long as you cover the bar costs, then everyone will be sweet. If, if anyone's ever watching this in the future and I'm dead, like, <clears throat> leave a comment to say if my wake was popping. That would be like, this would be like a time capsule if my career ever goes anywhere. Like, he said, Hopefully, I won't be dead. Yeah. Hopefully, Carl Hopefully. won't be dead. He'll be alive to edit the comment section. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I know. Oh yeah, just uh, I'm okay with my funeral, my wake, as long as it's not anything to do with the church. I'm happy. As long as you're away from the church, I'm good. But let's not get into the religious stuff anyway. Uh, funny comment on one thing in relation to comment sections. Before uh, me and a friend of mine were in a documentary. Uh, my friend was followed around for like a week in his life. Uh, my friend's gay and he's also a drag queen and stuff but during the day he has like a sort of more normal office sort of corporate job or by the, day the, office accountant by night drag queen drag queen extraordinary <laughs> and um, so the, this documentary crew were following him around for a week and stuff and uh, in it one day me and him got and kick it at a calf and we have a debate I think about gender identity oh, and also yeah. about monogamy and polyamory and, and 
well, I'm like with monogamy, I'm more so old school with that. Do you know what I'm saying? If I'm dating someone, I'm with someone, yeah, etc. Yeah, yeah. But he, but uh, my friend, just philosophically, he's more a believer in like relationships don't exist. We're all one with the universe, kind of jazz. And I'm like, yo, it's fine if people want to do that. Yeah, yeah. If don't, you both don't, don't, don't you bring that in my house? <laughs> don't you like? I was yeah, like, yeah. I was, I was, I was like, me and my girl just chilling. And go, oh, the the polyamorous people are here, and I'm like, what are polyamorous you? again? So um, that is when you can have multiple partners and care about them in the oh, same okay. time or whatever. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's basically like not being monogamous but just being open about it. Yeah, and yeah. some people are, some people it's fine if they want to, that's the road they want to go down because I know people who have friends who do that. I know several people and they're like, yeah, that's fine, they're cool with it. Yeah. And then I was just like. I personally don't roll like that. I can and imagine that would stem from a lot of insecurities and stuff, just in general, like, you know, just that kind of, like, fair enough, do, do that thing, you know, I'm just, Louis where Theroux would you see it coming had from? a documentary about it recently. Mm. I think it was called um, Altered Love or Big Love or something. It was a Louis Theroux documentary. He goes and speaks to some polyamorous couples and there were, like, women who've got, like, two gazers and there are, etc. and the opposite of that as well. <laughs> And uh, they're speaking to some of them, and these men look sad and defeated. <laughs> I'm watching it, and these two geezers are sharing this one check. And they're like, like We love her so much, and all her decisions are really important to us. And then oh, she, she wants to fuck one of the geezers, so she sends the other geezer upstairs to bed, and she's like, Yo, we're gonna stay down here and fuck tonight. Look a little for me. You, you, you go upstairs to bed, and he's like, Okay, dear. And then Louis Theroux says to him, what do you do at night if you need to come down and get a drink or some food? He goes, oh, I just make some noise at the top of the <laughs> stairs and say, hey guys, I'm coming down now. And I just thought, yo, bro, not me. Yeah. Oh, honestly. <laughs> I, mean, like, I can't imagine how anyone would be cool with that. Like. But, because you know what it is, in the documentary you can say that his heart is broken. And yeah, he's doing yeah. it because he loves this woman, he wants to do anything for her or whatever. And he said that he's fine with it. I'm watching the documentary. He's not fine with it. He just ain't got the balls to kill a motherfucker. <laughs> I'm not saying he should kill him. I'm just we, saying we, we, we're not okay with violence. No, no, we're not. But the point is that he should. Yeah, <laughs> Carl is not okay with violence. What's the collection? <laughs> but yeah, you want to say so you want to kill people. No, so I, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying I would want to kill him. I don't think it would happen to me. I think I, I think a female I was dating would think. I don't think Luke would appreciate it. Come here. Avoid that Ebola. Uh, I'm, I'm ill. I'm I, Ill. I think they may assume. I don't think Luke would appreciate me asking if I could bring another gentleman into our bed. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I, I just. I think they could, you know, have an educated guess. Uh, I was like. I'm setting this house on fire. And we're like, she's like, we don't even live here. Like, ah. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> this is your friend's house. Ah. <laughs> you shouldn't have told me here. Ah. I'm asleep for time, cool. Um, I already mentioned this about you as well with the um, surnames. There seems to be a lot of people in the British comedy scene that have, like yourself, to have the surname Mick, like McDonald, good old Ethan McKinley, Macau. Yeah, you brought up a really good point though when I mentioned this I to you like, earlier. I, I said, I don't, uh, yeah, not to shit on Carl's point. It's but, a perfectly but, valid point but, though. But I don't find it to be obscure because England is in the UK and Scotland and Ireland, Mac is like sort of the prefix for Celtic names. So you're going <laughs> to have a lot of Macs in, a, in the UK. It so. makes perfect fucking sense, you know. 
I've resolved that plot point. <laughs> <laughs> Example of me being a smart person that says dumbass things. <laughs> he gets pointed out very easily. Oh, yeah, but um, do you want to take a break there, actually? It feels like more of an actual break there. Or do you not want to? I say keep, keep rolling. Yeah, okay. Um, any other stuff you want to talk about? Let's talk about what you mentioned, actually. The new James Bond. You mentioned this, didn't you? Okay. Oh, yeah. So it was announced that the mantle of James Bond would be taken up by a black female actress, a chick who was in the new uh, Captain Marvel film. She was a oh, pilot, apparently. I didn't watch Captain Marvel. I uh, actually, t- I actually took like a two-year sabbatical from superhero films. Oh. Like I'd been. Wait, oh, wait, 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 wait. We need to dismantle that. During Infinity War and Endgame main time over those two years, you decided to take a break from superhero films. A year about two years oh. ago, like the last shit I saw before my sabbatical was Logan, I think, and I really enjoyed that. Oh, that was a good film. And uh, I went to the cinema with my cousin like a Friday or a Saturday night. We were like, you know what? Let's not go out drinking. We'll have a wholesome evening. Went to the cinema. Like two brothers going to the <laughs> cinema, and we went and watched that. And it was funny. It was packed out, full of gears. Well, yeah, and yeah. everyone. It was like a oh, mid- yeah. midnight <laughs> Saturday night show, and we're leaving. Everyone was sad. It was like we're leaving a funeral. <laughs> no one sad talked. Film? We were all walking to our car like. Did, oh, I mean, I, I find it hilarious. I remember the one thing I remember from that film was at the beginning the fact that because it was the first X Men film where they had um you know an R rating so they could be violent, they could swear. Yeah. And the whole first five minutes is basically Logan and um, Professor X giving out doing as many F bombs as they could fit in, like just loving the fact that they can drop F bombs now. I remember that from the beginning of that film. Yeah. But, yeah, um, yeah. So I decided I'd, I'd had enough of them. Not that superhero films weren't good. It's that everything was a superhero film or a giant robot film. Like, everything yeah. in the cinema. So, like, say 10, 15 years ago, when I used to go to the cinema a lot more frequently, I used to love to go and see a comedy, like a Farley Brothers movie, so, you know, like, me, myself, and Irene, or something like a Ben yeah. Stiller, Will Ferrell-related-esque comedy, or I'd like to go see, like, a gangster flick, so, like, a Martin Scorsese flick, or a Quentin Tarantino flick, which, are infrequent anyway, still does flicks. But those, those are the kind of things that I would go to the cinema for on a Friday night. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. the superhero stuff was fine, and that was like a treat every once in a while. But every film being over CGI yeah. madness. And I was like, you can kill me with a film with just two guys in a car going somewhere funny. That's sometimes like, the best film. You know I mean? Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. That's all yeah. you need. And I'm like, yo, we've got this guy who's like this, and we've got another guy who's like this. They're going to go here. <laughs> They don't even have names, just the guy and the other guy. Fat guy. He's always the straight man, the comedy guy. That was always your classic comedy setup yeah. forever. Is that you have one guy who's a really serious, no nonsense guy. And he works with females as well. Works with double um, acts in general. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The Heat with Sandra Bullock and. Um, oh, and Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy. That's that was so funny. funny. That was wicked. I yeah. watched that and I was like, if they make a second one. I'll go see it in the cinema. I'll be down for that, yeah. Because like, I didn't watch the first one in the cinema because I just didn't have faith in it. Cause I just, cause it's a commitment going to the cinema. Yeah. I said this before, it is a commitment. you got to go in, you'll probably have to spend money, like extra money. It's cheaper now, but either way, you're going to be sat there for like two and a half hours, three and a half hours of getting. It's a commitment. There you go. 
Well, as well, yeah, just as well. I just felt with everything being a superhero film, I was like, I'm paying for the same film. I'm like, literally. And also, yeah. I think a lot of the few big cinematic risks where I did take to go to the cinema the last few years, I was pissed off. I went <laughs> yeah, to see yeah. Last Jedi. I was, oh, like, that was a I was, terrible I film. was so fucking just, oh. It was, and oh. I, I've seen did so you much. like the one before? Um, it was all right. It was all right. So I loved it more for just nostalgia and the fact it was Star Wars. I've, I've rewatched it since. And as I say... Force Awakens. Sorry, I couldn't yeah, think yeah, of it. Force Awakens. So the Force Awakens, it wasn't like... Aw- it wasn't awful. When I first watched it, I was like, oh, yeah, man. 8, 8.5. Rewatched 7, 7.5. Is this Last Jedi or... Force no, Force Awakens. Yeah. Last Jedi, I'm leaning more towards a 5 which is like the, probably say the harshest rating a Star Wars film has ever got. Would have, I didn't watch the Han Solo yeah. film. Yeah, I, I, that's the one I I didn't bother after that. Do you know what it is? That, sorry. Do you know what it is though? Rogue One killed it for me. With, with, yeah. the, with the Han Solo film, I've never not heard loads of people I know when a Star Wars film is dropping. Tell me they're going to see it. Like yeah. whenever a Star Wars film coming up, people just come to me like, "Hey, bro, you got to see that Star Wars film on the weekend." I'd be like, "Oh, maybe I'll catch it a week or two when it's quieter." And I would have that in the build-up to Star Wars yeah. dropping, and then the few weeks afterwards, I know people used to, oh, "I'm going to see it twice, three yeah, times yeah. in all the other ones." It was when they only brought out the films that mattered, like um, Episode Seven, Force Awakens, Episode Eight, you know. But now they're doing the Star Wars stories a little. So, do you know what it is though? Yeah. If if they it's if the writing had as much weight to them yeah. and yeah. Do you know what it is a lot of the companies now they're not hiring writers who keep to the continuity of the universe and to all of the people who were actually really nerds and fans of the shit or yeah, whatever yeah, like yeah. i was with game of thrones like i've read the first couple of books and shit and similar to, yeah, yeah oh okay and then um similar to comic books like i used to love comic books myself when i was younger i've got like old comic books and plastic wrapping in the crib i was really oh, like, into okay. like the x-men lore and mythology and that sort of stuff oh, so cool. when you get okay. the people who are the actual fans who've actually bought into the universe and proper like ah, oh, this is how the mechanics of your universe works when you just sell that pr- and make another writer write it who doesn't respect those things or take that into yeah, consideration. Yeah. You need to be a fan. And, and then we're just like, we want you to make it so it ticks all these current yeah, agenda boxes. Yeah, yeah. We need to market to these demographics of these sorts of people. We need a toy for a Chinese kid. We need a toy for a black kid. We need a toy for a Mexican kid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, which um, I get it, I guess. And so as a marketing plan, and do you know what it is? It's part of what they call synergy strategy. Um, I, I remember talking about this in college back in the day, and I think it was Casino Royale that I, we spoke about the marketing with this on. So, the, um, so the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. basically, it's when multiple interests all have investment in a certain big product that's going to affect different things. So let's say Casino Royale, I think it, when it dropped at the time, there was a car that was Aston Martin. They had a that new was brand of car that was going to be in mar- yeah, marketed yeah. with it. They had a watch. I think there was a yeah, phone. I yeah. think there was a Sony Ericsson phone. There was an advert directly tied into the phone. So through all these different brands and all these different products, there were marketing it everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So the film wasn't just making money through the film. There was so much corporate investment in the mechanics of yeah. this film turning over for it to fail. And then you get that with a lot of the 
uh, with a lot of the Disney, Marvel, Star Wars. Yeah, Marvel definitely, especially. Because well, Disney owns everything now. Yeah, yeah, they, they Monopoly. Now. Hmm? So Star them, Wars, them, Marvel. Them having the Monopoly, unfortunately. I hope this doesn't ever get me blacklisted from <laughs> working for Disney. But, the, the but that's a pretty good thing, to be fair, for a comic, I imagine. But not the worst thing. But what, if they own all the film companies in town? <laughs> Get me blacklisted. Not that, to be fair, I'm sure I could be blacklisted for many other reasons. <laughs> and none of them being black. <laughs> All because of my terrible behaviour. <laughs> but, uh, that, yeah, so, so in relation to that, with Disney having a monopoly, I think, like, the same way they did with Star Wars, I think it'll start to happen to other things where they round off the rough edges of the product that keep sort of the hard, more hardcore fans yeah, yeah, ingrained. Yeah. Make, make it more mainstream. Make it simpler to sell it to more people, yeah. and to be like, ah, oh, the people who made this product big, a cultural phenomenon. It happens with with everything, which is a good thing. I think you can argue that, that needs to happen. If you're gonna take it from a niche cult um, audience, you need to do something to it to be able to make it mainstream. I get that, but you've got to keep the quality of what it was originally. I'm going to disagree on an art perspective, on a commercial perspective, I agree. Hmm. And that happens with everything. So with comedy, with comic books, with hip-hop. So the core of the underground scene, which makes it where things are sort of raw, yeah, yeah, and yeah. to make it more marketable and palatable to you know, the mainstream, to make it as commercially viable as possible, make hmm. a business and make a living off of it. But then there's the other side of what it was truly for in the yeah. first place. Yeah, yeah. So hip, let's say hip hop specifically, when you get like a lot of a lot of rappers now who are just like who even American rappers like who like the file SoundCloud sort of people like <laughs> and they're like, yo, I don't even rap, man. I just rap because it gets me money and I like drugs. And it was like, I and we all like drugs. Well, yes, yeah. we, that's fair enough. <laughs> But, like, I grew up, like, you know, listening to the 90s rappers, like, where your skill as a rapper was, like, your badge, you know what I mean, your mark of honour. Mm-hmm. Like, and, like, so people like Nas and, like, Biggie and Tupac, Wu-Tang and people like that. And it was, like, I know I'm, like, a last of a dying breed. But, like, like, a lot of people don't care. They're just, like, I just want to hear the nice beat. He's saying some nice words. Yeah, I'm in the club. I've got a car. <laughs> He's got a gun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's uh. who we are. Uh. <laughs> Do that over and over, yeah. Yeah, oh. yeah. yeah, yeah, so it's fair enough, because that's what it is. Depends what you like in entertainment. Yeah, yeah. So for some people... you got to find that balance, that's what it is. That's what it is. I like, you know what I mean, it's not that like, I'm not like guilty of like liking trash entertainment. I do like trash entertainment yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Some things are like highbrow, some things are like lowbrow, do you know what I mean? Like, are you a fan of Love Island, for example? N- no, I'm nah. not. Um, I don't get that at all. It's basically Big Brother where they're encouraged to fuck. That's all I can get from it. A show that I do love, I wouldn't say it's dissimilar to Love Island. Mm. The Jail, 60 Days In. (laughs) I can imagine what that is, but go on. So uh, I had this idea like 10 years ago and I thought about it and people said to me, they would never make you let you make that. Like it would be like human rights violations, and I was like, eh. "Well, changes a lot in t- in ten years." And then, uh, but it's happened in America anyway. So the show, the jail, sixty days in, 
people go voluntarily and spend 60 days in an American prison. Oh, it's not even criminals, it's just people go and do it. It's normal people, but you voluntarily oh. go into the prison, yeah, but yeah. The, um, the guards don't know you're a prisoner and the other contestants don't know you're a prisoner. Oh, okay. And they're in there with normal with normal prisoners. prisoners. So you're oh. just in prison. Yeah, so yeah. there's no, there's, oh, there's no so the cameras the cameras are on you. Yeah. And basically, if something happens to you, you got fight. You just know. Oh, fuck it out. But you can get to the, if you can get to the phones. There are phones on the wing. You can dial like the emergency number <laughs> and get yourself removed from the wing. Oh, I see. Yeah, because obviously you know that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's great, don't yeah. you be fair? But if you phone the number and get yourself removed, you lose the money and you, yeah. so you come out. But let's say you're doing 60 days, you could be on day 57 and yeah. you got some beef with some brothers on the wing car. You could get killed, man. Like, you know, I'm, I'm guessing they would beat other people that are in there, make sure they're not violent people, you know, well, overly no, violent. Well, people. no, because what it is, no, you're in a proper prison, you're in a proper prison, like. Yeah, yeah, but they wouldn't put you in like a, a maximum security prison with the worst of the worst. So no, it's, it's it's a state prison with people who are awaiting trial. So people oh, are on okay. trial for varying degrees, yeah, yeah, yeah. from minor to max or whatever. And at the same time, they're people that you'd imagine don't want to do anything because it's just going to fuck them over more. That's as far well, as the th- there are show fights making. in it. Yeah, there are fights yeah, in yeah. it. So uh, I mean, like, they'll just fucking kill you for no yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah. So the it is they're not cutting them. They're not. You know what I mean? Like it's not getting that gritty or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. but who knows? Maybe in future seasons, or maybe they <laughs> that, maybe they edit that shit out. But so they, they put on, they put on a range of contestants. So some of them will be just normal working class Joes who've not even like been like in a sort of. Uh, working class or like hood sort of environment before yeah, yeah. and then there'll be others who grew up around that who's like maybe like oh my dad spent his whole life in jail and I've always wondered what his life was like so I'll do it as a social experiment uh, there's milita- yeah, I can imagine that it's something that would sound quite interesting to me I can imagine doing this yeah. Mi- military a few military guys going or whatever and the military guys straight up handle it. I can't even lie. Like they're like they're just like there's not. Nah, I was in the military I'm doing my thing, and people just sort of show them that respect that I'm just yeah, like. Yeah. And but also, you don't get caught lying and saying you was in the military because one of the, one of the contestants called out another guy on that because he was like, "You weren't a marine. I can tell you weren't a marine from your like body language and your behaviour." I can tell you ain't a marine. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's one of the contestants said it to a guy in there who was saying that he was a marine. Oh, okay. And uh, he goes, you, you're not. I can just tell. Marines operate, move, and think in a certain way from the way you've been trained. Yeah, yeah, you don't have that in yeah. you. And uh, so they took, that was something they took quite seriously. But there was, this, there was a few guys who like, started crying as soon as they went in there. And um, as I say, I can imagine, pri- I'm not saying prison would be nice. I've never been to prison. I mean, yeah, imagine yeah. it's horrible. Depends the, on the person. But, 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 any, the, so. the, but the point of it being, like, I asked a few people about this. So for £60,000, was it fifty thousand pounds, fifty thousand US dollars, sixty days yeah, in like a US prison in the Midwest? Thirty-seven to us, something like that. Yeah. So, it, <clears throat> uh, so yeah, I, I've asked a lot of people, would they go in for this? Carl, would you <laughs> do the sixty days in US jail? I'd like to say I would. I th- right now, I say a word. I don't know about US jail though. To be fair, no, no, no specifically. Like. That's okay. where you're going, okay. Carl. That's where you're going. <laughs> I say yes, I would, but. I can imagine being one of those people that when I get in there, I'm like, oh, I thought it was going to be a bit more, you know, protection than this. I'm literally in a prison. No, yeah, no, I no, think no, I, there's, I not, think there's, not, there's not protection you no, want I'm in the saying, prison. No, I'm saying, that's what I think, yeah. No, but what happens is, when it happens, and if man's will come test you, you've got to back it, and it you've Man's will come test you. Well, they will. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm explaining to this prison documentary to Carl, like, he's like, he's going to go in and say, 
I just hope everyone will be nice to me. Like, Carl, is that what you think it's going to be like? <laughs> I'm, like? I'm very used to people not being nice to me, don't worry. Yeah, as I say, I don't know if I'd take it. Like, maybe when I was younger. I reckon probably... you would. I reckon you take it. 50 grand as well, it's a lot of money. I could do with the 50 grand. But at the moment, and I'm like, life's kind of okay. Like, do you know what I mean? I was like, don't want to get stabbed at the moment. Yeah. Maybe in a few years. A few years ago, I might, I might have talked that. Or whatever. And there were some contestants on the program because there's a female section as well. So some women go into the uh, female section of the jail, and it's a lot more mind games there than a lot of and a lot of physical attacks. A lot of people like bullying. Like, it's what you see throughout all the school, yeah. don't you doing that? Yeah. Oh yeah, so some people at the end of the sixty days or whatever, some people double up and agree to do another sixty days. They're like, oh. We'll we'll offer you another fifty grand to do another sixty days. Wow, okay. <laughs> did they take it? And one guy did one I think one of the Marines took it. Oh yeah, he was a Marine. And, and I was like, he's a badass. But <laughs> like, he's not really he's more so that he's just very physically fit. He was combat apt, he knew things already. He was quite intelligent. People yeah. had they had a lot of respect for him and they were like, you can tell that he's quite a sharp well, character. It's like you, you hear about that, you know, it's the kind of person that when they've been through their lives, they'll walk into a room and they won't be paranoid about it, but they'll instantly think, what would be my way out? What would I do here if this happened? And that in prison, I imagine that would be really helpful. Yeah, so it was just an entertaining show, but also some of the people went in there and made wicked friendships with people as well and shit, do you know what I mean? So there were people um, whose perceptions changed of things as well, and they met people who were just kind of like them, and they're like, ah, oh, you're just a dude like me. I could have easily been in this situation. Yeah. And uh, there was there was a guy who was a black dude, I think he was from Chicago or somewhere, and he was in, I think he was in university or something, he was a tall dude. But, like, you know, you can tell he was, like, from the hood. And, but I think his brother was a gangster. His brother went to prison. He sort of wanted to experience what his brother would be experiencing yeah, a bit. Yeah. But just because of where he was from, he was able to carry himself in a way where they just all believed him. Exactly, and yeah, and, yeah. and he was, was, was a cool kid as well. So we say, we say that earlier, weren't we? Because um, people don't think that of me, but I'm someone who's grown up in all those areas, like, chav areas, basically. So, yeah, so I have, like, a confidence to myself. And as long as you have that, like, in the comedy world, I think it helps a lot. Carl wants to scrap. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm all about. I, I just love the vice. I just love it. <laughs> and we will be right back after the messages from our sponsors. There's not too many. There might be nudity. Hey. So first little sponsor that we're going to talk about. The Hollybush. The Hollybush is an awesome little pub in Cradley Heath. I've been there a few times myself as well. It's, like I said, it's a nice little pub. It's proper chilled out in there. It's proper cosy as well. Um, people all sound. And yeah, it's just a fun, chilled out night. Any actor want to go down? Anyone is free to Anyone is free to go. It's open to everyone. Any open mic in the Midlands area, you can come from freaking Australia if you want to, if you can get down. Anyone's welcome. You don't need to show a video portfolio like you have to in some places. This place is so inviting for new people that it will not only forego the whole video profile but it will actually create one with you it will record your set if you want and then you can take it home with you and you can start your own portfolio from there oh it's all good it's all good so yeah man i highly advise it like i said all the description the links the description the links will be in the description below god it's late today oh i've done too much of this i need to stop i keep thinking it's real Anyway, so I want to make sure I get it all in there. The Bush, Cradley Heath, every Thursday, this weekend, depending on when this goes out, it should be this weekend, 
um, like with Bushfest, the highly advised to come down for that. There'll be some more pro, uh, pro comics on. There'll be more up and comers like myself. You know, the guys that I that you'll see on here a lot more, and more of the pros as well. So yeah, man, come down. Yeah, I don't know why the fuck you wouldn't, to be quite honest. It's a chill like, little place. Find it online, find it on Facebook, find it on Google, do whatever the fuck you want to do. Just get down to the fucking bush. Bee! Okay, next, guys. It's all about Fat Penguin Improv Comedy Centre. That is not a name you're going to forget. Fat Penguin Improv Comedy Centre. These are some awesome guys. I've spoken to them a few times. Done um, some of the gigs that they do as well. They do quite a few things. Good guys to speak to. Um, it's Birmingham's home for improv, clown and sketch workshop. So, if you live in Birmingham, you live anywhere nearby like I do, like everyone should, it's the most beautiful shithole in the world. But if you do, and you're thinking, you know what, I might want to do some improv, I might want to do some sketch workshops, I might want to do some clowns, then come on down to Fat Penguin Improv Centre. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> oh, we gotta keep that. So I think a lot of people would assume that the comedy world is pretty, what's the word, competitive, pretty political, stuff like that, but you know what, it's not that bad at all, like some of the nicest people I've met, I've met in the last year or so from, from doing comedy, and these guys are one of them, The same pe- some of the same people that bring you the Fat Improv Comedy Centre that we mentioned earlier. Um, a few of them actually do a rival podcast of mine that will be starting around the same kind of time as this one. So we've had a little chat and thought, do a little cross promotion, help each other out a little bit. So it is the Sacred Fool Podcast. That's the Sacred Fool Podcast. I have to say it twice because I can't talk properly. But yeah, check it out, guys. These are some awesome guys. Obviously, as of recording this, it hasn't come out yet. Same as mine. So we're both looking to come out around the same time, so I'm very much looking forward to seeing what they do. I know the guys, I know it's going to be good, so I'm looking forward to it as much as you. So yeah, once again, all links, all um, any information you need will all be in the description below, but Sacred Fool Podcast, remember that? Remember this? Remember us all. Um, the last thing we have for you is the In Your House stand-up comedy night, which is coming the last Wednesday of the month, I should know. It's July 31st, obviously organised by myself. It will be at the Old Bill and Pub. I'm just going to leave that in. It will be at the Old Bill and Ball Pub in Yardley, uh, just down the road from Swan Island um, on the Coventry Road. Um, once again, all link, all these links, etc. will be in the description. Um, yeah, it's just a nice chilled out night. I'll be emceeing myself and it'll just be some of the best guys from... Um, from all around West Midland, some of the guys you've seen on this podcast and hopefully will see in the next couple of weeks as well will be performing there, some of them. There'll be some people you weren't have seen before, some newcomers, some people that are doing a bit longer, some sexy-ass people, hello. And then we'll have Rio as well, so there's him too. Yeah. But yeah, so without further ado, I will stop talking to you about advertisers now. I could stop feeling like a shell of a man and I will put you straight back to the In Your House comedy podcast with Luke the Luke man Anthony McDonald take it away I love you again that there's a difference between being one of those you know those kind of people that are always like the macho manly men kind that always talk about fights always have to have something like that it's a big difference between them and just people that don't care and are cool with it yeah just have a smoke and be cool everyone
You don't even need to have a smoke to be cool. No pressure. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But, but you do. You can eat it. <laughs> you can oh, eat the weed. Don't, don't fuck with edibles, man. I've done it before and it's just too much. Like, and you don't realise it's too much until it's too much and then it's stuck with you for a few hours, you know. Well, that's the point. Is when you digest it, it's literally in your system for ages. Like, I don't even like, I don't like two and a half men. Like, and I ended up watching two and a half men for five hours just because the remote was on the other side of the room and I ate a weird cookie. And I just sat through five hours back to back episodes and I was like, I don't like this show, man. I don't like this show at all. Why is it so amazing? I, 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 the remote was just over there, but I do like Charlie Sheen. God bless his soul. I was like, You're not dead. I know, <laughs> but when Charlie Shane got hit with the hiv, that hit me, man. The hiv. That, the hiv. Hit with the hiv. The hiv to the hiv to the hip, hip, hop, and you don't stop. You wipe blood stream cells. Fucking ravaged him as well. He's one of those people you can see. He's got like. Um, I, ha- I haven't seen him recently or anything, uh, but now nah, um, I always liked his films and stuff when I was like, uh, well, and things that I saw him in. He was in Spin City as well, which is a sitcom. He took over for Michael J. Book, Fox yeah. when Michael J. Fox's Parkinson's got too much, and I think he had to retire from acting for a bit. Yeah, yeah. But um, that's why I always liked him. So I didn't really like the writing on the show. I just liked him as a character, and I'm like, our old Charlie, and he's still <laughs> keeping it real, because it's like so much of the things with his character were like nods to the audience about himself, yeah, yeah, yeah. about him being like fucking crazy drug sex maniac Charlie <laughs> Shane. And I was a kid, I used to look up to that shit, and I was like, yeah, man. I love the fact that the kid in it, um, I forget, Jake, um, the actor who played him, like, wanted to leave after a bit, didn't he? Because he couldn't deal with the deplorableness, because he became like a. I can't remember if it was um, Christian. Yeah, he did. He, be, he became a Scientologist. Some, he, or? No, he became some form of off-brand Christianity and stuff. And Your he, bullshit said, and he said he couldn't uh, con- con- consent, like condone sort of the yeah, ethics yeah. that the show was promoting and stuff. And he was going to go off and live like you know, a quiet, humble life. You know what? And in some ways, I can respect that. Do you I know what I mean? It, that, yeah. That's not for yeah. everybody. There, um, there was a he didn't do it, though. He came back. Because <laughs> 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 he, he still came back and carried on. But yeah, yeah, I appreciate that as well. I can, I can respect that. Yeah, no, the, t- yeah, totally. There was a guy. There was, there was a song from the nineties. Um, was it "Don't Let Go"? You've got the music in you. Um, I can look up who made the song. Because <laughs> um, th- I remember this band. They actually had like a killing like single back in the late nineties, and it was a sort of alternative rock. I think it went to number one. And they didn't, I don't recall them ever dropping a big single. I remember reading years later, the guy who was like the lead singer and writer of the band, mm. who just determined that living like the Hollywood sort of lifestyle just wasn't the thing for him. And he found it to be like a very deplorable sort of place. Yeah, you hear that the, enter- the, the entertainment industry. And so when people like Mace, the rapper as well, he was he gave up like the hip hop lifestyle to go and be a preacher. And some oh, other wow. people, yeah, They're two very different things. Well, he came back and forth a few times. There's been a lot of debate on that in the yeah. hip hop community. But I uh, personally don't have anything wrong with that. Like you know, if you want to go do your preaching thing or whatever, and then come back to hip hop, you don't have to just pick one or two. You know, especially nowadays. 
But it was like when he came back, it wasn't as good. It wasn't, it wasn't as good, do you know what I mean? Like, whenever people retire, yeah. like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, Jay yeah. Z was like, he's, he's doing wicked business wise, but just as a rapper, but that's not what he's, you know, that's not his main focus now anyway. Yeah. Michael Jordan with the basketball, when you, uh, Kanye said it on one of his albums, like, don't leave while you're hot, that's how May screwed up. So sometimes when you're riding the tidal wave, he's doing baseball, didn't he? Pardon? He went to baseball, didn't he? If I remember correctly, poor bitch. Uh, yeah, yeah. Failed. The whole space jump thing was actually legit. <laughs> yeah. Space jump two is being filmed right now. Yeah, man. With um. Is it LeBron? Le- LeBron James. Yeah, that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm down for that. I might watch it. You know what? The Space Jam one soundtrack was banging. <laughs> it I was remember. banging. I think I was too young at that point for that. It was absolutely solid. It had he who shall not be named singing. I believe I can fly. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> and then there was a song which I think had Buster Rhymes, LL Cool J, and Method Man, and uh, Hit Him High, Hit Him High, Hit Him High, Hit Him Low, Hit Him Low, Hit Him That should have been our Kelly song. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that's <coughs> I'm just dying over here. He did fly like Icarus, <coughs> reached the highest heights, flew too close to the sun. Um, what would you prefer to do by the way do you want to take a break or just carry on for a bit and then just whack it all in one yeah just carry on yeah yeah cool Um, I'm going to throw some conspiracy theories at you because I think you'll be I don't know I just can actually you were looking for something you were looking for a band oh shit I was looking for the name of the dude from that side actually I won't get into what I was going to say before we do that been watching a lot of um well I, I love conspiracy theories i hate using that term conspiracy theories because as soon as you say that people just hear it and it's like oh, okay whatever bullshit but like when you said earlier you mentioned the fact that um a lot of them come from some kind of truth and there is but yeah but a lot of people just you know jump on the stump the dumb stuff straight away though too much i remember the song it was new radicals um, don't let go. You got the music in you. Oh, it's called "You Get What You Give." Sorry, brand new, new radicals. You get what you give. Uh, that was a song from the late nineties. It was really awesome. Alternative rock band. I, they probably had an album. I didn't check it out. Yeah, I recognise the name. But um, I, I always just keep that song in my iPod, on my iPod and stuff. And the guy who the guy who wrote that, I remember reading an interview with him, and he just said he decided like the Hollywood lifestyle wasn't for him. And I've read a few about that about a few actors and actresses as well who are actually doing quite well. Like they've come off a big film or a big series, make a chunk of money off of that. And they've just said like the interpersonal politics of the yeah. entertainment industry is just too much to put myself yeah. through. Like, so I was like, I'll just go live a normal life and I'll pick up a project every once in a while that mm. I personally just really want rather than yeah, trying yeah. to just keep momentum going and taking different projects. I think you get that with a lot of things of politics though. Like it's not too bad to be fair. Um, but there's still you still get that in the comedy scene, like the Birmingham comedy scene. You, you do get this, you know. Every, everywhere, but you get it everywhere. It's, yeah, it's, like it's, you it's, said, it's it's the game. But as I say, yeah. you gotta just just earn, earn the same up. person as well, and you can just you know like just have discussions about things and all that. It doesn't need to get like that. Like the politics but side it's, of it. It's more so just the comment sections of the internet. Every, oh yeah, every, <laughs> everywhere's popping in the comment sections of the internet. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, that is now, so, yeah. that's, so that's what it is like. People can make one innocuous comment and people think 
they are personally speaking on me and my personal beliefs. I will fight them to the death on the mountain. This. I should be outraged. I need to be outraged. And then, I should be outraged for that person over there. They're not outraged, but I'm going to be outraged. And I was probably just scrolling past, and it was just a... Ah, this is funny. Hmm. Oh, my God. You're attacking me and my worldview. And I was just like... Bro, I was just making a passing comment. I just have a different worldview, that's all. And uh, so sometimes I don't jump into that anymore. And then sometimes I do. And then I feel feel like... ah. I've been stupid again. There was no yeah, need. Yeah, yeah. I've spent this 45 minutes arguing back and forth. And it's not even in a position where I'm not upset. Some people are like, oh, black you. I get upset. I don't black people. Like, I'm not, I'm not upset. I'm just like, oh, is this what we're doing? It's fun, yeah. Comment section warfare. And uh, so I try not to get pulled into it because I don't take it seriously. But some people do. Like, I think they, like, they, I've spoken to people. And it's the easiest way to communicate. And, well. they've, and they've come away from the computer. It's like, it's affecting our lives. And yeah, I'm like, crap. Yeah. Like, ah, it's like, just imagine it's like a game on the screen. I know they're real people or whatever, but it's it's not like that. Like, it's like comedy is not like hip hop, where like you see someone who was talking shit in the comment section and they're gonna roll up on you and smash yeah, you. Yeah, That's yeah. really gonna happen. I'm <laughs> no. not even gonna do that. I'm it not could gonna, happen, but it's not good. Like, I'm not gonna do that. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, and I'm sure like most of the bit. So it's really not like that. It's so uh, I think. Yeah, so it turns out to just be these screaming, virtual screaming matches. <laughs> and they are fun to do. Like, I do it. I, I did the exact thing earlier. I got into one. Um, I don't do it very often. I say on Facebook as much as I can in general. I think that kind of stuff's bad for people, man. But, um, yeah, I did it earlier. It's fun. You can't help but do it. Like, if you've got an opinion on shit as well, if you're a smart person, you can't help but look at the majority of shit that people post. And be like, well, that's not completely true. I know. You I- know. Do you know what it is as well? I think it depends on the the generations sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So like, uh, I was because I see a lot of comments about like people who are sort of our age who grew up like online gaming sometimes, and just the smack you used to just talk in the comment (laughs) section. Like, I'll kill your whole family on this game. Ah! If someone could hear someone like who's got a microphone on and they're playing against someone else, if you could hear the shit they're saying, it's oh my god. Me and my me and my mates we used to go on chat roulette back in the day. Oh, you know what chat, chat roulette, roulette is? Yeah. So it's uh, called um Omegle now, I think. I don't know, but maybe I'll check it out again. Yeah, yeah. But like it was a random social media thing. You click on the webcam, this is for people who don't know what it is. Um and it takes you to someone else who's on there in a ran- random anywhere in the world who's also on that program with a webcam. And you, you just speak or interact with other people in the room. It got famous because most of the people on there <laughs> were just geezers with their dicks out masturbating. As hope, you imagine. Hope, hoping to talk to a woman with their dicks out. And it's it shocking funny. how often it works as well. Every, I think you see that a lot, like videos of people like finding the girl that went along with it. I was like, every three or four videos would be a dick, but I'd see some funny shit on there. Yeah. So I've, what, 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 what I've said on there. I saw a man have sex with his girlfriend in front of me. I know that's not funny, but I was like... It could be funny. I was was just flipping through. Depending on the size of the penile. No other people like flip channels straight away. I think I was with my mates who were just like smoking. And there was some dude, I think it was in South America somewhere, and he was like having sex with his girlfriend over a chair and they were looking at us all in the eyes (laughs) through our screen. And there's just like four brothers having a bear. We're like... Stop making eye contact. They wanted the eye contact. We were, we were, we were like, we were like, go on, son. Valhalla. Valhalla. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Yeah, that's the thing that the majority of the internet oh, yeah. is just naked people. But now I'm saying some more weird shit. I seen a fucking. Uh, I was the the this is the weirdest one that I saw. It was um, I could just see like the head of something like sort of furry. I couldn't see what it was. I could just see some sort of fur. And then a guy pointing the camera at his face, and then the camera's moving again, and the camera pointed at like a bunch of people in a room, and like they're all just like laughing and sort of pointing at the webcam where we are. And I'm like, oh, what's this? And he points down again, points up at the gazer, and he points down. And he's got his dick in a dog's mouth. <laughs> and he's at, a par- he's at a party. And everyone is watching our reaction on a screen to seeing this game with his dick in a dog's mouth. And we're like, yo! And then it turns That must have been one good party, because naturally, only good parties you do that ass. <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah, yeah, the, the camera's uh, pointed at these people. And they're looking at our reactions of us being like... <laughs> They were white people. I think it was America. I remember. I was, I remember. I was like, we like, yo, what's this, fam? Sadly, stupidity runs deeper than skin color, so it could be any of them. Yeah, man. And then also, we used to get racial abuse, but it used to be funny. And it's like racism is not funny. I mean, we would just scroll, and it would be rooms of different dudes somewhere else in the world of like a different race and then we don't just cuss each other and the other guys in the yeah, other room yeah. like I had, I had an argument with some American guys and uh, they thought I was Mexican I'm not I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not Mexican that's how I um, described you earlier I don't know if you saw the post I, that I, I put did. up yeah it, it's in reference that's in reference Me- to one reference of my jokes. To Mexican drug lord I know I remembered and, and for the audience the audience, oh, yeah. the audience don't I know the joke keep your day I'm sorry <laughs> Like, Hi. it's not just a conversation between me and Cole <laughs> speaking, breaking the fourth wall to you, the audience. So, yeah, I've got a joke where I say, you know, I look a bit like a Mexican drug lord, etc. But, um, what was the time from that? Sorry. Huh? What was what? The Mexican drug lord. How did we get in there? I lost oh, it for a sec. Oh, yeah, because I, um, I put it on the thing and you were saying that someone, oh, yeah, you went through to um, another webcam and the people were calling you a Mexican. Yeah, people, I was in an argument with some guys. Yeah. I think I think they were in Detroit in America and they were in like uh, a basement in Detroit and they were like, they were like, hey, where are you from, man? And I was like, England. And they were like, yeah, stay in England and drink your fucking tea, man. Talk to the <laughs> fucking queen and have some fucking muffins, man. And then I was like, Fuck you guys in your mom's basement. <laughs> I was like, I was like, you fucking hillbilly trash. And I'm like, yo, bro, you don't know about the D, man. We're from the D. You don't know how hard it is in the D. And I was like, hard D, bro. You got hard D. And then, <laughs> and then, oh, and then uh, they, were call, they were calling me a, a Mexican, like you fucking filthy Mexican, you wetback spick. And I was crazy. And I was popping. And I was like, oh, you two little punks or whatever. And I'm like, this is just stupid kid shit on the internet. People are thinking, like, why are you engaged in this? This is what you do in chat yeah, yeah, So yeah, yeah. me and these two American guys were just giving each other bravado for a webcam. And like, that's what we've chosen to do on our Friday evenings. Yeah. We're gonna yeah. go- I'm going to grab my uh, bag for you. Sorry. Carry on. Yeah. All right, so. Yeah, just me and some stupid American guys. And stupid me. I was there doing it as well. Just giving each other bravado through a webcam. Like, ah. Oh, it's like you said, though. You can even, like, we can cut it off if we need to, you know, when I've jumped off. Um, yeah, I love that kind of shit anyway. I just can't help but get involved in it. Oh. But, 
I can never be asked to have conversation. That's my thing. I can never be asked to go out of my way to have a conversation with someone. I'm not much of a phone talker, which is why if I'm going to have like a little debate or an argument, it always comes out on Facebook and that. And a few times I get all by text, you know, something like that. I prefer phone calls. A lot of people don't like phone calls now. It's like, why are you phoning? Because I can just literally stream of consciousness say the yeah, things yeah. that I want to say. That's it. Like, I don't need to practice. I don't need to draft it. Like, it's fine. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Also, because, the, the, yeah, because it's just, it takes time consuming. It's much more time yeah, consuming. Yeah, yeah, that is one. That is my, hand, my hands are occupied and I can't do something else. So I'd rather be on the phone to you and then I can game, I can cook, I can do something else. When I'm texting, I have to be currently holding the phone at all yeah, times, yeah. which I don't like. Oh, yeah, I'm not one of those people, you know, like when you're in a new relationship and they, the norm nowadays apparently is you need to be talking all the time. You know, like, uh, like there's a constant message going on in the background. Like you said, you're always going to have your phone in hand. You're always going to be messaging throughout the day. Yeah, I, I get into trouble for that because I just, I just can't do it. Like, I've got so much going on within a day. Just work, yeah, yeah, going same. to do comedy things, writing, sending emails. Do you know what I mean? Coming yeah, up with yeah, ideas yeah. for projects I and stuff. Totally. So, I do, you know, I will holler back and stuff. Um, but it's like at the end of the day, after we've both done our thing, if we're not meeting up, like, you know, I'll give you a call and have a chat before the night is over. I know, I know that's just like a dating plan for future <laughs> prospects out there. But it's just like, um, yeah, sometimes just with the amount of admin I do, I can't, I can't do that. No, I hear there, you, yeah. there are friends. I have like an admin queue of messages to reply yeah, to yeah. from my mates. And I'm like, ah, oh, these <laughs> six people have messaged me. They all need a reply. Each one of these replies will take seven minutes. If I do one, several minutes. If I do one, I've got to do all of them. Yeah. So I might as well do them all. Because the as soon as you've shown up online, yeah, or yeah, whatever. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but do it like, yo, yo, you're online. You saw these messages. And I'm like, ah. So I'm like, I'm gonna have to just settle down and do them all. In line. Yeah, I hear you. I hate that shit, man. It's so it's just annoying, and and you you get anxiety from it as well. I can understand why people get that nowadays. Like the concept of like, oh, I can't be asked to go on because, you know, as soon as you go on, you're going to get bombarded by people. I get that. I understand when people say that. Definitely, definitely. And depends on how you take it as well. Especially if, like, look, we don't have many social media followers. Do you know what I mean? So I imagine <laughs> when you get on a big scale, yeah, let's yeah, say yeah. if you open your inbox and there were 10,000 hate messages for you. Oh. When me and my friend did that documentary that I referenced earlier in, in this podcast, me and my friend Rich, uh, Rich Ricardo Glenclassa, uh, the drag queen, yeah, yeah. and so we're in that documentary, and then it, I think it was in, aired in Germany, I think it got like 80,000 oh. or 100,000 viewers or whatever. Oh, well, online? Yeah, online, and okay. I think it was on German television as well. And uh, me and him one day, we just got stoned and we read the comment section and we just read all like the homophobic hate comment yeah. towards <laughs> him. Other people would be like, we must stop this. We were just laughing. We, like, so he, my, yeah. friend, my friend is a gay man. He doesn't give a fuck or whatever. We were just like, oh, these dickheads. Let's read all the best <laughs> hate messages. We spent an afternoon doing it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I think it's fucking more, fun, if, man. If, when if you more see people this... will be able to take it like that. Yeah, and yeah. And other people go, why should they have to? And it's like, just because these are just morons who had access to this at the tip of their fingertips That's to exactly say something. Yeah. These people yeah. aren't going to come and do anything to more than like, I'm not saying that gay 
hate crimes don't happen. I don't even want to get into that. No, you, you're just talking about like a, people that comment hate. Yeah, yeah, as in people labelling the comment section, some fool being a fool on the internet, like, oh my god. Keyboard warrior. And then, then <laughs> other people are just like, ah, oh, this is funny. Let's go and just look at all the asshole shit that people say in the comment section. Yeah, it's the easy com- to take everything negatively, but it's easier. Oh, sorry, it's easier to take stuff negatively, but. It's better to take stuff like just take stuff as a joke. Just don't take stuff too seriously. I know. Like you said, as I say, some people accidentally radicalise themselves on the internet. I've seen it many a time, and it's not necessarily towards a religion. I've never heard that phrase before, but I like that. I or specifically um, towards a specific cause, but just by finding a new interest and solely just getting sucked into that and that only. If they only watch things related to that. They get caught in a video cycle, they're marketed mm-hmm. more things to do with that. Whatever this new subculture or cause is that takes over their life. Yeah. And they've just done it to themselves just by simply by having access to an infinite pool of information about that. Mm-hmm. Like we can just go further into the rabbit hole. You've got phone, you've got the internet, the amount of things yeah, that yeah, you actually yeah. have access to. That's so the thing. People should be getting sorry, people should be getting smarter nowadays because of the endless amount of information that's available but it's like across the board apparently you know you can only go so far with this but um that people are getting dumber because it's all there they don't need to remember it as much and, you know people argue this when um the first form of writings in general uh, like back with ancient egypt and that they argued at the time that um with what scriptures we've got you know, that um they fear that the human mind will get will start going down because they don't need to remember as much stuff. They don't need to have it in their head because it's all written down. It's all there for them whenever they want. Well, yeah, I think critical thinking skills are important. So, so things like this new generation, like te- technology, their ability to use and and make technology is partially where you know as people are saying that is where the intelligence is now, and some of these skills yeah, yeah. are are outdated, but it's still. Um, having the ability to be able to reach into those old sort of skills that you might need if technology was to ever collapse. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't see that happening. Though. I know people talk about that, like if there was some kind of EMP or Th- yeah, that's comic strike that could take down. In the uh, computer game, Deus Ex, which I've always loved, that's like, uh, yeah. you, lo- you, you like conspiracy theories, that, that, that whole plot line from that series of games is about I think it's about like um, shadow governments fighting for control of the world, yeah. and uh, you're like a secret agent, and you sort of get to decide who you work for and what political players you're going to play for. And at the end of the game, you can either give the control all of a civilization <laughs> over to a secret civilization, it's like the Illuminati. A secret organization. Yeah, you yeah. can destroy um, all technology and turn. Um, turn society back a few hundred years yeah, and yeah, stuff and people, have, people have to people have to rebuild from nothing mm-hmm. by just destroying all technology and then the third one was that you give over um control of the world to sentient machines Ooh, and you've built, yeah, you've built machines that are so <laughs> efficient that they will make more efficient decisions than humans yeah, yeah. so you the, the ai is so yeah. developed that, that it was like We've made a computer that's better than the human brain, finally. This, com- this computer that, yeah. will make better decisions based on calculation. But that's the, no- that's the notion. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So in the game, what is better. Yeah, yeah, so at the end of the game, those are your three options. Yeah. So you can hand it over to just elite men. So it's the same as a government, etc. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. we have now, just in a different, what it's continued to be as. Destroy technology, take us back, make people build up again. Yeah. Or hand the control over to the computers. What would Basically. you do, Carl? <laughs> 
You know, I was about to say, in a way, you know what I would do out of those options? I would go back to as it is now, because I don't think the world is that bad, me personally. I don't think it's that. Like, a lot of these conspiracy theories seem to stem from the idea that um, the government's doing this to hide this, the government's doing that because they're doing this in secret. When my thing is that the government are pretty fucking inept. All governments, I, I don't believe in the government that much to think that, oh, they're hiding this, this is a conspiracy, they're doing this. But to answer your question, I'd say, say it is. But I think the better choice would be maybe, I don't know, like democratize the democracies and start it again in a smaller sense. Or maybe um, rather than one leader, you break it up into different settlements, kind of like how you don't have, kind of like America, how you've got different states, but then you'd have a president for each state. I think I think what it is is the the, the the issue with keeping it the same is which is one of the choices in the game is just for society to continue as it is. Those people who we've left in charge eventually they seek more and more control yeah, as society yeah. expands as things develop. They need control over new things. If you come up with a new piece of technology, we need to legislate. We need to see what's going on. We need access to that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So in terms of freedoms, like. They give you freedoms, but you should be able to, like, we're affording you this freedom. You be grateful. And I'm like, oh, this is just an item that I made, but we're giving you the freedom to use it. Here is your license. You need a license to cut hair. You need a license to fish. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. You I mean? Like, yeah, everything, man. Fuck it. You Eventually, there's going to be internet licenses. You want to turn, turn on the sound on the telly in the pub? 20 grand a year, mate. That's what you've, you know. you've been in Weatherspoons. And the fucking there's like race horse and there's TV with no sound on. It's, it's like, that's how you get the cheap moves. Like you were probably saving like twenty k on the license fee. I, I don't know the actual you know the actual economics behind it. Because I've always needed to bookies as well. I used to work in the bookies and there's like a lot of cross marketing. Not officially, but a lot of the people that go into Weatherspoons always go into the bookies as well because it's cheaper. Like I said. Yeah. Yeah. But um, like conspiracy, but um, not conspiracy theory. But we're talking about the government and that. Like, I think nowadays a lot of the reason people say these things aren't true, like we talk about aliens and stuff like that, is because if it was true, there would be a lot more videotapes of them and that nowadays. And there is a lot more. Like, have you ever heard of Bob Lazar? Uh, I heard about him on the Joe Rogan thing, and I've heard oh, this yeah, going yeah. on. The people are going to raid Area Fifty One. So even though I don't keep, I don't watch everything. I keep my finger on the pulse yeah, of yeah, what's yeah. going on, sort of in the current. Oh. Just going to, I mean, he, he, Cultural sphere. yeah, he, um, you know, just said all this stuff back in the day, like in the eighties, like there was an element 115 he talked about, there was all these other things that basically since been proved right, you know, and it's like, if he was telling the truth about that, was he telling the truth about the alien ships they said he worked on? A lot of people say he wasn't because obviously he just wants to make some money from that, which I understand, but he hasn't made literally a penny from it. Even the most recent, um, documentary he did he donated all the money to some science thing so I, I, I have a lot of belief in that just because after seeing the person seeing the documentaries he's a um, he doesn't seem like uh, no, you think he's a noble character yeah yeah and if he's not then it's like well what's what are you getting from this then you know you yeah. get nothing but, um, people say they're going to storm Area 51 I'm like no you're not <laughs> no you're fucking not mate if I imagine electrified fencing like I don't know what the kind of like, I imagine just... They ain't gonna fucking work at all. Just the stuff we know about, like the guns and the drones, you know, that would fuck them up. 
Oh, interesting one. Did you hear about the Antifa person who was shot and killed in America yesterday trying to raid an immigration center? I've heard stuff about this Antifa thing and I don't know what it's all about, so... So, <laughs> Antifa, um, they're sort of a left-wing sort of political sort of riot group. So, that, so and left-wing is more like... So, the. Uh, they're more just on the progressive side of things. You know what? You're not the conservative. You're not left and no, right. No, no. I've had this conversation before. I get confused. What's the left and what's the right? Just because the labels and that, you know. So left is more the progressive. Yeah. So right's more like old school. Yeah, yeah, de- yeah. definitely. Fat, fat. Uh, more yeah, so one yeah. side, family values on the side, and more LGBT leaning, yeah. more pro immigration, more pro um, welfare, and things of that nature. The left is generally the more smarter people. But it depends. Well, I'm not going to get into that yeah. with you, Colin, because okay. I, <laughs> I feel smog, smog left comments <laughs> like that where people are like, oh, all right, Carl, where's your fucking mansion? No offense, Carl. <laughs> Give me a mansion. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So, no, just in, in relation to that. So, um, Antifa, um, they, they go out, they, they go out, they, count, they, they demonstrate, counter-demonstrate whenever there's demonstration from the right on and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. they get into a lot of fight situations out there. Um, going to one way, really. And then um, the media have sort of been encouraging them to a certain extent. Yeah. Like, and I wouldn't say encouraging, but by not disavowing their Doing behavior. what the media do. So if, if a group who was more politically leading the other way was to be doing these behaviours the mainstream media would cover it, they'd put it front and centre and they'd say, these people from these group, these are bad, hate oh, them. Oh yeah, but the media they're the saying, good guys. The media would yeah. say, these are the good guys, they're out fighting, demonstrating against yeah, racism, yeah. Matter what sexism, they do. fascism, fat shamingism, <laughs> anything like that or whatever. So they're being... Everything ending in here. So their behaviour has been getting a bit more aggressive as of late. And then the mainly in America, but I know they've got they've got them in they've got them in Europe. They've got them in Europe as well. They've got them here, and um, I think they've got um, I think they've got them in Germany and Spain as well. I'm not quite sure, but I know I know they've got like sort of an international movement. And uh, anyone who sort of comes against them, you know, they're whooping ass out there basically. <laughs> and some people are in favour of that. I'm not in favour of political violence, to be honest, uh, because it's it just it's just one-upmanship. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So any violence so like that if never you helps. You can have three your mates, and you've all run up on some geezer. Yeah. And then what about when they start doing exactly. it? And then they get squatted on, and they do like things like that. Do you know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. But it's like um, people say, you know, like if something happens, hit them back or whatever, you know, we'll just hit them. Like, oh, fuck it, just punch a guy. But then it just escalates and just starts a whole new thing. Well, if, if you go into the whole thing with that being your aim anyway, they're like, no, like, we're radicals. This is how you do it. Like, bash the fash, if you will. <laughs> and then and I'm like, yeah, but, but if they start getting all, you know, all juiced up as well, start carrying weapons as well. And, going, and then, and it's just like, I want no part of either of these things. Everyone, yeah, just yeah. go back to your fucking houses. Um, oh, anyway, so in America, sort of the mainstream media have sort of been brushing under the carpet a lot of their behaviour yeah, yeah. and um, even sort of encouraging it by not disavowing them. So like, yeah, they're out there, you know, fighting the good fight, basically. And then one of them, I believe, yesterday tried to raid an anti... No, no, tried to raid an immigration centre um, in America, so, you know, border control centre. Yeah, yeah. So, so not raid, more like just basically take it over. Like. No, to, like, free the people. Yeah. Um, so if you're caught trying to enter the country illegally, if you're about to yeah, be deported, yeah, yeah. it was like a processing centre. It's the whole that. thing you see about children in cages and that. 
Yeah, and then... Uh, Fox keeps selecting. Yeah, I know. Well, the, uh, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, they had her with that picture looking sad, like she was looking through the fences. Yeah, but yeah. then actually, there's a picture from the side, and she's looking in a car park, and mm. she's not even looking in the prison. She's just looking at a car park. <laughs> and it's just like a hilariously marketed picture. Yeah. Not to say that people aren't, in, not to say that people aren't you know, in immigration yeah. centers or immigration controls. But then that's one um, thing that bothers me about social media in general and stuff like that because it's all just made to look a certain way to go against a certain um, narrative. You know, everything on social media is just to back up a narrative. Someone, someone made a good point to me about the whole and they were like, "Oh, they're putting people in cages, separating the families." And a good point in relation to that, which someone said to me, if someone is a U.S. citizen and they commit a crime and they have their child with them. Do they get to keep the child with them in prison? Does the kid go into prison with them? That does not happen in normal society anyway. So let's say you're out, you're with your dad, you're in a car, your dad's mm. committed a crime, you're a child, you've been pulled over. Like, oh, my son's coming to me. That's like, it. whatever. No, the kid is going to another relative, yeah, the yeah. kid is going into social services. So that is actually the same treatment that a US citizen child would get. They, mm. they would be more likely to be in a foster home or outside yeah, yeah, of yeah. one of those centres. But they're not set up for that. They've just touched down in the country. I yeah. imagine foster homes and the social care network is already stretched, you know, thin. Oh, yeah, imagine crazy, yeah. So, so but that's not an issue. But at the same but at the same time though, which is I'm guessing what you were saying is um that if they come over like, you know, and then Yeah, well I see what, I see what you're saying completely. I mean, were you saying the point yeah. that I want me to summarise. The right. point is I'm I'm neither pro nor anti immigration. Okay. My point was in relation to that specific point about the uh, American immigration detention centers. So the, uh, the Antifa guy, he tried to run up and they're like, I'm going to free all you guys. Like no one should be, you know, kicked out of the country or not allowed into the country. It's a guess. And he ran up in there with weapons and he shot him yeah. and he died. Well, how would you expect? You know. Exactly. <laughs> so, Carl, it was a fucking stupid idea. And yeah. everyone encouraging it. And um, so... As, as I say, I know some some people don't believe in countries and borders and things of that nature. They're not really there, I know. But they fucking are because they'll shoot you if you put it on So you can say that. So it's fine. Some people get. Some people don't believe in and Australia. Al- and also, um, if I was born in you know conditions which I thought I had to yeah, escape yeah, from, yeah, yeah. I would do so. So I don't blame anybody who, you can't, do, who does it. Yeah, you can't blame anyone that wants to come over because why should they have to suffer for the whole life just because they're born in a different part of the world? It's, that's not my point more so. Because no, no, like I, I do think you know you do have processes to make sure that so, these kids who's just come across ain't just killed six motherfuckers. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I doubt I'm as leaning towards it as yourself. But, <laughs> as I say, I think... We put ourselves into a corner where we need to defend a certain point, haven't we? No, no, it's, it's not even that. It's just, like, I think on certain things, like, most people who are more uh, left-leaning on a lot of things, they assume that what their belief is is the general consensus. Yeah, yeah, Sometimes yeah. you're like, ah, oh, we all think this. And I'm like... I think I'm, I'm, saying, I'm not quite... No, it's not so much. It's that more so you think you think of that as the default belief that like ah yeah, oh, so it was like, I don't blame anyone who would want to come here like my grandparents come here and I completely respect that as well but then I'm like if they catch you the law authority yeah. people yeah. that's their job and that's what they do if I get if I got caught doing a crime and they get me and I'm like 
Because you can see it from both sides, you can see it from the government point of view, because it's just quite simply, we have these people here, we can't afford more. So should they not enforce yeah. the law? Yeah. Obviously, but then obviously some some laws are bad, so we can't even, we, that's a whole other philosophical thing. Yeah, that's a whole next to. thing. Like, should you obey the law? But it's in the law, but the laws could be bad, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, so so it's a big blanket, a big blanket statement, but at the same time, you can whittle it down to that could cover jaywalking and all the other crap, you know. Or, yeah, or even like control, controlling freedom of speech, even controlling the, how the way people behave in day to day life. So we could get into that about the law, and that could be like a whole other podcast of another hour. Like, yeah, yeah. should you obey the law, Carl? <laughs> Depends what law. No, it's a yes or a no question. No. <laughs> Carl said it's okay to murder. Carl specifically <laughs> endorses murder. Murder of moles. He has no moles. I hear what you're saying. You know, you say one thing about one side, and all of a sudden you're. It's like if you. So I have issues with um, picking a political party because there's a lot of that stuff I agree with, but then as soon as you agree with one part, there's loads that they dis- that you would disagree with. You know what I mean? You can't back a person fully or an, an opinion or a side or a group because you're gonna have difference of opinions. Yeah, I really, I try to stay out of it. Really, yeah, like yeah. I have my opinions, but I'm not like a diehard anything. I'm just a dude who's like going out to work, like trying to try to make it in this crazy rat race of a world. And I think, <laughs> yeah. I think most people are like that. And most people yeah. just want to go about their day. And then there are the few people who are on the political soapboxes all the time who are rallying everyone else up at every cry, and we're like, oh, yeah. we're, we're emotionally exhausted from all these politics. Like, no, did you see the new film, and the gender representation in that new film? Oh, did you feel you were represented? You know, um, you know what I was talking about? It was like James Bond, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's all came from us talking about James Bond originally. <laughs> um, when you were saying about that before, about like people getting kicked off and that, there's the other side of it as well. Have you heard about people kicking off about Little Mermaid? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's funny. Like a friend of mine phoned me and he was upset about it, but he's a black dude, and he was like, "Oh, yeah, just to let anyone know as well, if you don't know, it's the fact that it's um obviously always been a white character in the films and that you know, but it's going to be um African American woman, I think it is. Just doing it's a black chick. It's like yeah, Carl's yeah. Like, hey, yeah. So it used to be a redhead. Now it's a black chick. Summarised. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so like a homie phoned me about that and he, he was like, yo, I'm not li- liking this about the new Little Mermaid fan because I used to have childhood fantasies about her. And I was like, yo, there's a fish. And he was like, yeah, what is that going to be the same? And I was like, were you looking to take your children to this and just fantasise about having sex with this fictional fish woman? I was like, all right. And he, goes, and he was like, other mans will be thinking that too. And uh, my friend, he's got a thing for redheads. It could all just be to do with his redhead fetish or whatever. And I said, they're still giving her red hair? And he was like, what? (laughs) 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 Uh, I just thought he felt it wouldn't look natural. No, yeah, yeah. She's a fucking cartoon fish. Okay, so is it gonna natural really what they're going for? So I, I, I don't know. So with that, I don't really watch Disney films. What well, I do suppose so I watch Marvel and Star Wars. Yeah, so yeah. you've got me, Disney. I've got to give you my money somehow. I can't <laughs> not give you a penny, can I, Disney? 
if you're going to get back into superhero films, though, from what you said earlier, I would very much just recommend just watching Infinity War and Endgame. Fuck uh, all the rest. Of course, I've heard about it. You don't think, I don't yeah, think I know, people yeah. talk to me about it. Like, people come from the cinema like, yo, Luke, you need to go see this. We'll go again. And I'll just be like, I'm all right, man. I watched one. I watched one this year and broke my uh, superhero sabbatical. I watched Shazam. Oh, that's the one I haven't watched. I liked it. Yeah. It had nineties attitude. It yeah. Had, like so it has we're red nineties kids, bro. It had like a it had a like a nice little throwback. See that from the, yeah. It had a, a throwback vibe to it that I really liked. Like the nineties is far enough away now where uh, we can self ref yeah, we can yeah. reference it nostalgically. Oh, I remember that. Do you remember? I remember. Do you want to call rap in a minute at one twenty? Huh? Do you want to call rap in a minute at one twenty? Oh yes, oh, you gotta go. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Well, yeah, we're going to have to cut this, um, it's not cutting it short, it's gone longer, but it feels like cutting it short, we're just chatting on too much. Yeah, man. It's not so, a bad thing. So, yeah, the In Your House podcast, just, it's, been, it's been live, like, <laughs> I hope some of y'all watch this, and if no one does, then, <laughs> also, remember the thing I said earlier about if I die, and then, like, come, some tap up the comment section and tell me if my wake was any good. So, basically, if this doesn't go very well, we're going to kill Luke to get some more views. Cool. Yeah, well, maybe we'll kill Carl. <laughs> maybe. We've got, yeah, probably better. Um. <laughs> <laughs> like episode three, me and Carl the fight death. to the death. <laughs> episode four, Luke's In Your House podcast. <laughs> so just just an um, conclusion, man. Just no, thanks for that, man. No, no, no worries. Let us know a bit of what you got going on again soon. Just to keep uh, them on the Yeah, I'll reiterate that. So, um, October 10th, the Jewelry Court and Church in Birmingham. Um, absolute culture smash. Me, I'll be there for that. Um, Shamsaman, and Sachin Kumar Edrin. £7 in advance, 10 on the door. Uh, I'm going to try and get a camera crew down there. They just hit you up on Facebook, I'm guessing, to get a ticket in advance. Yeah, yeah, so either I'll, I'll come and sell you a physical ticket or I'll send you the link to, on, to an online ticket. So anyone who's got me on Facebook, Luke Anthony McDonald, um, hashtag Luke Man Rides Again on Facebook and on uh, Instagram and on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll link it all as well to this, any of that stuff. So it'll be linked in, hopefully. Yeah, definitely, mm. man. Support, support the podcast. Support Carl. He's a good dude. Come through. He's, a good, he's got a nice little setup in this room. It's all right, isn't it? It's surprising. It took a lot, enough time to buy all the stuff. So yeah, man. But um, yeah. So we'll have more episodes of this coming up as it goes. We're going to be hoping to do it weekly with a different person each week. Uh, we'll get Luke back eventually for this. I live around the corner, so yeah. yeah so sweet. I, I might just come around and just shout shit in the background sometimes. <laughs> um. And then, yeah, we've got my own, there's an In Your House comedy gig at the end of the month as well. Uh, there'll be more details as it goes nearer, so if anyone wants to come along to that, then cool. But other than that, yeah, that's a wrap then, I think. So, my man, well. thank you very much. Safe, Carl. All you guys, take care, much love.